This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Um, I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Raptors have decided to uh, hire Nick Nurse as their replacement for Dwayne Casey, uh, the ninth head coach in Raptors history. Um, it's not necessarily confirmed yet, but Woj tweeted it out, and it's sort of been teased all week. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily a surprise. Anyway, joining me to talk and react uh, to the hiring is Anthony Doyle. Anthony. Hi. Um, I didn't really know this was coming this quickly, but uh, it's there's a lot of negative reactions out there right now that are surprising me a little bit. I think it's just because it's unsexy. Um, from an optics standpoint, it's just like, well, you, you know, Nick Nurse has been here for the last five years, um, and you know he's worked closely with Casey. Um, Casey has been a collaborative guy, and so, you know, if you decide to fire Casey because of the shortcomings there, um, and then you wait a whole month and you throw out all these candidates, and then in the end you're like, well, actually we wanted the guy who was the lead assistant. It's like, eh, it's not that sexy, but. I think that's not necessarily fair to Nick Nurse either. I'm just trying to, you know, capture why I think people are a little bit um, not upset by it. It's just like they're not blown off. They're not blown away by by uh, the choice. But, I mean, you know Nick Nurse a little bit better than I do for sure. Um, what, what do you think of the, of the move? I mean, first of all, this year, the reason that everybody was so high on the Raptors all season was the new offense. And that was all Nick Nurse from what we know mm-hmm. is he was the guy who wanted to do this. There were reports out there that he wanted to do this a couple of years ago and Casey was reluctant to make this offensive move. 
And then Nurse got to put in his offensive system, and this year it was great, even if it had some issues against Cleveland in the playoffs, but, like, nothing the Raptors have done has worked against Cleveland. Right. So, he, he's got a great reputation. When he's been out there as an assist, or as a candidate for other teams, he's always been regarded really highly. Orlando was rumored to be talking to him earlier in the summer. Um, he was linked to the Charlotte job. And with both of those jobs, they were saying, everybody was saying he would be a great candidate for those teams. So I'm not sure I really understand if he's a great candidate for those teams, why he wouldn't be the same thing for the Raptors. And I also think just because he was a guy on Casey's staff doesn't mean all of his ideas necessarily mesh with what Casey was doing. Right. But I mean, at the same time, like there had to be a significant proportion of his ideas because it's not like Dwayne Casey's, um, the super headstrong guy who wouldn't listen to his assistants, right? Like, I, th- I think by all reports, like, Casey was a guy that um, took direction. And, look, the the offense, I think, is, has been strong, right? And it's it's consistently been in the top ten um, in the five years since Nick Nurse was here. I think Nick Nurse was actually a Maasai hire back in 2013. I don't think it was actually Casey's decision to bring Nurse in. Um, so there's always a sense that, you know, Nurse is, you know, being groomed to be the eventual replacement. And sort of that's how it worked out, but... Um, yeah, I mean, like, should it be an asset that he was here? Because, like, you know, there's continuity in terms of the, the players. It's easier to, 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 I don't know, you don't have to build new connections. Or is it actually um, a fault? Like, it's, it's working against them that he was here. I'm not sure. I think it's a very Maasai thing to do because Maasai has been, like, he, he's been building the organization from the ground up and trying to keep... Every, keep everything cohesive from year to year. So it makes sense that he would want to keep that with the coaching staff as well. I've always been kind of feeling like since the season ends, making personnel changes on the roster is a smart choice anyways. And so if the roster is going to be changing, um, that could have discouraged an external candidate from wanting to come there, especially if it's going to be a change among the leaders on the roster, if it's going to be DeRozan or Lowry going out, that might look less attractive to some of the other external candidates. And to Nurse, that might look more attractive because he knows more the ins and outs of the roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's a D-League guy. He, he won D-League Coach of the Year twice before coming to the Raptors. He had an incredible record as a D-League head coach. And uh, Masai also seems to have a good relationship with the D-League, given what he's done with the 905. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, you know, we we don't know how his defensive mind is. We don't know how his rotations will be, and some of that stuff was where I thought Casey's issues were. Mm-hmm. So if he can be an improvement there, even while keeping the exact same systems, maybe that's still better. But I also don't want to... You know, I don't want to crap on on Casey either because Casey was really good and he built a lot of what we have right now. That is true. That is true, and I think that's um, that's a big part of the Masai's calculus with any decisions he makes this summer. It's just like it's hard to um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to balance that, right? Because you don't want to just throw everything away for the sake of throwing everything away, but at the same time, like because. Um, of the way the seasons have ended in terms of how familiar they have been and sort of how disappointing the playoffs has been almost every single year. Um, they do want to change. And so 
I don't know. It's a tough balance. Uh, do you think, um, going back to what you were saying earlier, do you think that part of why the Raptors went with Nurse is because it's harder to hire an external candidate because the roster might be changing? I think, I think there's a strong possibility there's going to be a roster change coming. I, I feel like Masai probably doesn't want to go into the luxury tax this year given the way the playoffs ended. It doesn't really and make sense. It, yeah, so if you keep everybody together, you're going to the luxury tax. You pretty much have to make a move. Um, and I think Masai's going to want to keep Fred, so that means you got to have a salary going out. And, you know, Norm's not that tradable right now. Abaka's not that tradable. That leaves you with three guys, Jonas, Lowry, or DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And any one of those guys moves out, that's a huge change to the makeup of the team. Right, for sure. So, I expect something big. I'm hoping it happens around the draft, but maybe it, maybe they wait till free agency to make that move. And I think that definitely looks less attractive to an external candidate, because I think, like, it's hard to come in and say you're gonna take a team that won 50, 59 games, and lose your all-star, and then still find that same level of success. Right, of course. Um, uh, what about the other candidates? Were there anyone else that you would have preferred for this role? Um, the Raptors were linked to Mike Budenholzer almost immediately out of the out of the gate. Uh, they didn't end up offering um, him a contract, but it definitely seemed like they were, you know, pretty steadily in on the guy. Uh, and then there was also the Spurs assistance. Uh, Ime Yudoka and Ettore Messina. Messina was the runners-up for the job, and uh, according to Lewenberg, um, you know, the front office was apparently split between the two of them, between Nurse and Messina up until this weekend, but then there was a strong internal push uh, for Nurse, and that's why they ultimately went with Nurse. But um, there was those two, and then there was also uh Sarunas Yesakevasic, which actually gained a lot of traction because I don't know if people really like the uh the sexiness of something that's unknown. But um yeah, I mean who out of those guys, like was there anyone else you would have preferred over Nurse? I I've always been a fan of Messina and I've always wondered why he hasn't been a head coach in the NBA because he's been a sexy pick for years now, it feels like. Right. Um I would have been really happy with him. I don't I don't know that I necessarily prefer him to Nurse because I'm I really like Nick Nurse as a coach. But I think Messina also would have been interesting to come in. I would have loved to have seen what he could do in an NBA in the NBA as a head coach job. And obviously, being the lead assistant for the Spurs, he's got a great coaching pedigree. Mm-hmm. He had a great career as a European coach before that. Um Udoka's also somebody who I've heard a lot of good things about. Uh I don't know as much about uh Sarunas. I, as a coach, I know he's had a lot of success in the early, but he's only been coaching for like two years, I think. Yeah. So I'm not sure I would have been as happy with that one because he's got, he's been a coach for such a short period and then going from EuroLeague to the NBA is a big change. Yeah, um, for sure. It would have been a pretty wild jump. Like it, it feels like he needs to at least have one season as the lead assistant or something, um, before bridging that gap, but. Part of me wonders if all the attention around him was just a lot of people who really want to see Jonas take a bigger role in the Raptors' <laughs> offense. <laughs> yes, the silent majority of the JV hive. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a huge contingent of Lithuanian readers and listeners, and we appreciate them. Um, 
you know, not as much as they appreciate their 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 large son, but um, you know, we do appreciate them. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, I think I just I think I would have preferred an external candidate just because um, you know, beyond oh, and also Stackhouse was a guy too. Forgot. I mean, we lost Stackhouse too. At least Stackhouse went to Memphis, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, to trade sort of Casey and Stackhouse and then going with Nurse, it just didn't really feel great. But I mean. Again, this is nothing against Nick Nurse as a head coach. I'm sure he's a really good tactician, like you said. He revamped the offense this year, which is what drew most of the attention to the Raptors this year. Um, two things. One, I think I would have preferred an external candidate just because uh, it felt like this team kind of would need a change of voice. Like, you know, like as much as it's different, the dynamics are totally different between lead assistant or just one of the assistants and you know the head coach. And, you know. You're you're kind of a middle manager, right? That's no one's real listening to you like that. But at the same time, like it, it's not enough of a change in voice to go from you know Casey to this guy, especially since like after a month uh, of of searching, you end up with the guy who was here all along. And it's I don't know, maybe maybe the Raptors don't need a new voice. Maybe the Raptors don't need someone to come in and bring their own ideas because there's no point in just creating drama just for the sake of creating drama. But I think the hope was that you brought in a new guy that um, gets something different out of this group. Um, and I think the other thing is defensively, right? I think the Raptors' biggest issue in the playoffs was defense. Like, they could not defend the Cavaliers at all, and they would make the same issues over and over again. And part of that speaks to Casey's um, inability to sort of make uh, timely in-game adjustments. Sort of that's been proven over the years, especially in the playoffs. Um, but Nurse is a guy who's an offense guy. He's an offense guru, right? And like everywhere he's gone, it's sort of been praised about his offensive playbook. But can he inspire this team to play good defense? Because that's that's really where the Raptors are weaker. And, and from that perspective, it's kind of strange. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really want to see what Nick Nurse's coaching staff looks like. Who do they put around him? Does Rex Kalamian stay? Um, because I think a lot of those questions are really important to what – to answer what their defense will look like, but also is the personnel, is the personnel the same? Um, because I think a lot of those defensive issues were personnel and rotation based. We had a lot of signs throughout the season that playing DeRozan and CJ Miles together was going to result in a disaster defensively. We went to battle a lot against Cleveland. You know, there was no sign all season that Jakob Pertle and Serge Ibaka could play together successfully. And yet that was used a lot in the playoffs. And I think a lot of those rotation issues cascaded in the playoffs and Mm -hmm. that's why I think it wasn't so much system problems as it was just it it was the micro stuff and I think you know just the change of voice might address some of that it's Nick Nurse wasn't making the rotation decisions at least as far as we know yeah for sure I mean it's just hard to separate though like it's hard to I I like, this is what I said at the beginning, but it's just hard to sort of accept two things as true, which is, like, in this case, it's very, I think, rationally, like, you can definitely say that while Nick Nurse had input on the previous regime, that the previous regime is not necessarily a reflection of Nick Nurse. It just seems like a, a, a convenient thing to always sort of apply that, you know, in favor of Nurse and against Casey, which is not the, the point of this, right? The point of it is just, like, you want to hire the best guy, and if you feel like Nick Nurse is the best guy... Like, we're not in those interviews. We didn't see what Nick Nurse presented. We didn't see what the other guys presented. Like, you know, it could just be Nick Nurse. It's just, at the moment, it's just not that sexy. Um, I put out a poll on Twitter, um, and so far it's gotten uh, 689 votes. And so far, uh, just writing the deal, A, B, C, D, 11% of people said to A, 
44% said B, 27% said C, and 18% said D. So probably averages out to like a B minus. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think that's fair. That's I fair. Mean, to me, it was never this summer for the Raptors was never about who the coach was going into next season. It's about what the roster looks like. Exactly. And if Nick Nurse is the coach, if Dwayne Casey's the coach, if Atari Messina's the coach, those roster questions are still the same questions. So I I think it's really hard to judge the summer just based on this. I There's reasons for optimism, but also if people want to be pessimistic, I see where they're coming from. Yeah, well, I mean, people do want to get pessimistic. People always want to get their jokes off against the Raptors. So I wouldn't take the outside response too seriously because it's always going to be negative. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, in, I mean, we talked earlier about, like, the personnel moves, but uh, who do you feel like will resonate most with this roster? Because uh, as far as I know, uh, I know Kyle Lowry really likes Nick Nurse, really respects him, and um, Kyle Lowry is one of the smartest players in the league. And so, you know, if hey, listen, if Kyle Lowry likes you as a coach, that's that's doing something. That's yeah, that's, I, that's, impressive. that's, an, that's an important relationship because Lowry, as good as he's been for the most part with the Raptors, he showed early in his career that he can really be a, he can be a problem in the locker room if he's not happy. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's important to avoid that. I'd like Lowry to keep being a Raptor going forward, so I'm I'm happy that he likes the choice. I hope that maybe some of the... I feel like there's been some discontent maybe in the locker room that we don't know about because things that have been said afterwards, you know, some of Patrick Patterson's tweets after Casey got fired, P.J. Tucker taking less money to go to Houston. I feel like there might be some stuff that's been going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and... Hopefully some of that can be addressed because it'd be good to hold on to some of those role players going forward. P.J. Tucker obviously has proven in Houston this year how valuable he could be, and it would have been great to hold on to him last summer. Yeah. I mean, they offered him more, slightly more money. It's just he decided to go to Houston. Which it, you can't really blame him, man. <laughs> he, he, went, he went to the West Finals and nearly went to the actual Finals. And if he went to the Finals, he probably would have won the title. He was a Chris Paul injury away from having a ring. I, I can't mm-hmm. fault him at all for that. And, uh, maybe, but, maybe. I feel like the Warriors kind of like didn't take them that seriously and then they woke up and they're like, eh. Cause Chris Paul was kind of out of gas in all the fourth quarters. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, in game six and seven, I mean, not to decode this too much, but in game six and seven, it looked to me a lot like Houston needed a guy yeah. aside, aside from Harden who could calm things down a That's lot. True. Yeah. When you miss 27 straight threes, and, you probably uh, miss Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. So. I I hope Nick Nurse works out. I really yes, want this to for sure. work. For sure. Um, and like, I want and for Masai, like this is his first head coach hire, right? And he's been in Toronto for five years. It's been a great five years for sure. Um, but now he's really take, putting his impressions on the team, and so it's very very important that he gets his head coaching um, choice correct. That this is someone that you can build around going forward. This is someone that he has a good working relationship with. Um, and this is someone who can be an innovative thinker because if you if you look around the league, if you have a good head coach, that really is an asset, right? Like you look at, I mean, Boston's the most notable example. San Antonio is a good example. Like teams will take discounts or players will take discounts to go there because they know they will shine in that system. You know, Spolstra. Um, I don't know about Carlisle. He's kind of a, a hard ass, but he definitely gets the most out of his players. And you know, 
even even Snyder, right? Like those those guys, like it's a real asset for the organization. So hopefully Nick Nurse can be that kind of that kind of hiring. And I think it probably says some good things about Nick Nurse that he was a month ago when this all of these conversations started, he was one of the first names in the ring right, for the Raptors for sure. head coach. He was one of the first guys they're talking to. They spent a month on the process, and he was still the last guy that they arrived at. Which means throughout the last month, he's been having these conversations with the organization. And he's continually impressed them. I have to think that. Because mm-hmm. Messiah has been nothing but deliberate throughout his time right. running the Raptors. So I have to assume that Messiah has seen some things and heard some things in those conversations that really sold him this is the right way to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, Alright. Oh, Ashi, how do you think this affects DeRozan? Or, or Jonas? If they're still here. Because I feel like I, this is not good. I don't know. I don't know how much Demar is gonna like him. <laughs> I a lot of the offense is about changing it away from Demar. Yeah, I don't like. I don't want to bet that Demar won't be on the roster next year because the team has marketed so much around him and they've sold him so much as the face of the franchise. It's hard to change that. He's also but going to I, at the Africa Games in uh, he, August. And that's obviously a Maasai-led project, so... I mean, I'm not saying that's you can't trade him after that, but it's a bit awkward. And he's and he's hosting a, a camp for Canadian basketball in Vancouver in July, I think. Mm. That That is some... I think it's partially affiliated with the Raptors as well. He's doing a... And, and DeMar's been an awesome ambassador for the franchise throughout his time there. But if I had to guess, I would say Nick Nurse's head coach probably makes it a little less likely he's on the roster next year. Right. For Jonas, I think it's probably good for Jonas, especially with the changes he made in his game last year, like with him spacing out to the three-point line. Um, I think the offense, some changes they made this year were really good for Jonas's game for the most part. Yeah, for sure. He loved it. He said in the in the um, in the open gym, which um, open gym was great this year. But um, yeah, they uh, in those exit interviews it did. You know, JB was like, "Yeah, I love it. I love, I love this offense. It changed my life." He said that. He literally said it changed my life earlier this year, which is kind of crazy. But um, it changed him as a player for sure. I'm a huge Jakob Pertle fan, but I think um, I'd like to have Jonas on the roster for at least another year or two mm-hmm. because I think Pertle still gets pushed around too easily by too many guys. And, and we saw in the playoffs; he was awful, awful yeah. in the playoffs. I'm a believer in his talent. I think another year or two of being a backup right. center will be good for him. For sure. So, I I think Lowry and Jonas should be happy with this. DeMar should be probably asking some questions what it means for him. Mm. Um, do you think the expectation next year would be to uh, improve on this team? Or do you feel like, I don't know, people will be more reasonable about it? Because I don't think realistically the Raptors are winning 59 games again next year. I think it's probably realistic to expect them to take a step back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a step back, and I think a lot of that depends on, you know, what what do we get from Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi next year? And Raptors feds, we have a history of being really bullish on our young guys, and we know how that worked out with Norman Powell. Mm. So, you know, I love Pascal Siakam, but there are some similarities there. He's also an older guy who... Hasn't, he's shown a lot of signs, but he hasn't really put it all together yet. Mm-hmm. So, assuming Pascal Siakam's going to make the leap, leap doesn't seem like a lock to me. I'm a lot 
more sold on OG. I'd like to see them find more ways to involve him in the offense next year, and I think that's really going to be critical for what the team looks like next year. But if I had to get right now, I'd put the over-under at about 48 to 50 wins. Yeah. Okay. And if that happens, though, do you feel like Nurse is going to catch a lot of flack, or do you feel like that's going to fall back on Masai? I think a lot of people are ready to criticize Masai, so I think he'll take a lot of flack for it if they do take a step back. Mm. That's um, the internet, though. That's that's the, that's like a difference between like the what, what what people are saying on the internet and what because I feel like the general sentiment towards Masai is still very strong, despite the fact that you know it hasn't been perfect in the last like two years. I think the Ibaka contract is the one that really changed, yeah. began to change sentiment. The trade and then the contract was was tough. <laughs> was tough. Yeah. Um, I I think it's still a little bit defensible because of the way it lines up with the rest of the core, but it definitely hasn't worked out the way he planned on it working out. And mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. I, I think beside this, like you said earlier, this is now with Nick Nurse as his coach, this is really his stamp on the team. Yeah. So... Now it's about him. Now what happens next is going to be about DeMar, or, um, Masai's legacy as a Raptors manager. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Anthony, thank you so much for joining on the podcast. Um, you know, where Thank you people... for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. We should do this more often. Uh, where, sh- where can people find you and your work? Uh, well, I, right now the only place I'm writing is Raptors Republic. I'm trying to still write regularly during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Anthony SM Doyle. I'm really active on Twitter. I probably tweet more than I should. Uh, that's definitely true, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good. It's good. It's good. You're very willing to engage with people, man. That's that's a good thing. Cause, uh, um, yeah, those are the places you can find me right now. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll be writing anywhere else going into next season. We'll have to wait and see. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'll be back either on Sunday or Monday with uh, Raptors Weekly Podcast. See you then. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.